Welcome, Mama. You've got your hands full, I know. As a mama for myself, I can relate to the exhausting days of motherhood with wiping messy faces, correcting attitudes, and picking up those countless piles of laundry. But I have found that if we search deeply and open our hearts, we can experience motherhood in a whole new light. By applying biblical principles, we can have joy, we can have peace, and we can have purpose in motherhood. Join me weekly for a little spiritual water for your weary soul. Hey there, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Purpose of Motherhood podcast. So good to have you here. Today we are talking about finding strengths in your children and encouraging and nourishing those strengths or those gifts, really, that God has given them, the things that they're naturally wired to want to do the things that bring them joy and that they just seem to be really gifted at. How do you encourage those things in your child? How do you identify them? That's what we're going to be talking about today. And it actually uh, sparked from a conversation that I had with my kids, which often happens with these podcasts. Whatever I'm doing in the home tends to overflow into ministry. And, um, a lot of times we'll have these conversations and I'll think, oh gosh, that would make a great podcast. So that's exactly what happened this past week. So we're going to dive into that in a minute. Uh, life updates for us this week. Uh, well, first of all, fall has hit here in North Carolina, or maybe it's fake fall. I'm not sure, but I will take it. This morning, I opened up all the windows in the house because oh, the air was so the air right now is so crisp and cool. I think the high is like 73 today. So the kids and I are going to get out and go um, to a park today with some friends because that's what you do when the cool weather hits. You go outside and, and go play. So I'm really excited about that. It also makes me want to decorate. I don't know if anyone else feels this way in the fall, but I get really crafty in the fall and like want to create things and want to decorate. I want to... um I have a craft, a girl's craft night and make fall wreaths and, <laughs> and do all the fall things. Um, some of you, maybe you want your pumpkin spice latte or you want to bake an apple pie or go apple picking. It's just something about the fall just, I don't know, just breathes a new life in you. So I was very excited about the fall weather today. Um, and our house is almost done. So we will be closing on our house as long as everything goes uh, as planned, as long as there's no delays, which so far there hasn't been, but we are set to close October 27th. So that's right around the corner. I feel like um, we are about to be packing everything back up again and moving once more. But I will say this time I have been going through the house, like which I did before we moved here, but living in going from our last house to 1,100 square feet in our apartment, you know, with two bedrooms. We had to, well, get rid of a lot, but then we also put some in storage. And I have realized that we really can live with less. And so now I'm kind of going through stuff going, all right, well, if I didn't have it for the last, let's see, we've been here since February. So how long is that? That's like my, I can't do a quick eight months or so. Um, if, we ha if I haven't used it since we've moved here, then I probably don't need it. Of course, there's some things like furniture and decorations that I just have no room to put up here. Um, but things like extra blankets we had or 
you know, you just kind of collect stuff, especially with so many kids. So this time I've gone through the house and even just in our apartment, we've also gone through the storage and I've gotten rid of stuff and then we've gone through our apartment and I'm just going like, clear it out, <laughs> get rid of it all <laughs> because it just is so much easier when you have less to pack. Maybe some of you are minimalist. I would love to uh, learn from you because I am constantly trying to become a minimalist, but it is so hard to do that. I don't, I don't know why it's so hard for me. I think it's just the amount of just things I have on my plate every day and with all the kids and they have all their things, it just seems like an uphill battle all the time, but I'm getting much better at it. We definitely, um, don't hold on to the, I'm learning not to hold on to things. I think that's the biggest thing isn't not to store up for <clears throat> later. Like if I can't, <clears throat> Oh, sorry. Um, if I can't use something in, in a, like right now, then I just don't hold on to it. Whereas I would have before. So anyways, <clears throat> So we're going to dive in today and uh, talk about this. So when my children and I were, were sitting at the table the other morning, we were doing our devotional, which we do 24 Family Ways, which I always mention, but I think it's just such a great resource that it's one of those worth mentioning often because I think um, a lot of families could benefit from it. So we were doing our 24 Family Ways devotional and we were talking about the story, the parable that Jesus told about the master and his servants and what happens in this parable, if you've never read it, um, he, he talks about the master being there with his servants, his three servants, and he tells them, okay, I'm going away for a while. I need you to manage things here while I'm gone. And so he gave to each servant what he thought he could trust them with. So to the first one, he said, I can trust you. I'm going to give you five talents because I know I can trust you with uh, that with that money to the second one I'm going to give you two talents because I know I can trust you with those to the third one I'm going to give you one talent because that's what I can trust you with so the master goes away he comes back and while he was gone what happened was the first servant went and um, used the money in a way to where it brought a return so instead of coming back with just uh, the same five talents now he had ten talents because he's because he had used it wisely. The second one used his money in a way that doubled it as well. So instead of just the, um, the two talents, now he's coming back with four. And then the third one <clears throat> took its one, his one talent and he said, you know, I know this guy is a shrewd businessman. He uh, harvests where he doesn't even plant like this, I mean, he's just, he's a make it happen type of guy, right? And I don't want him to be upset at me if he comes back and I've lost his money. So rather than doing anything with it, what I'm going to do is just hide it in the ground. So he goes and buries the money. And when his master comes back, he says, here, here's your one talent back. I, you know, I watched it for you. So if, well, to the first servant, let's start there. So the first servant comes to him, shows him what he has. He says, well done, good and faithful servant enter into the joy of my kingdom. Um, I, you know, I was able to trust you with little. Now I can trust you with much. He says the same thing to the second one who shows him the four talents. He says, I was able to trust you with little. Now I can trust you with much. Well done. Then he gets to the third one and he says, um, you wicked, sinful servant, right? I mean, for some pretty harsh, he's pretty serious about this, some pretty harsh words and basically just rebukes him 
for what he did. And he says, you could have at least put it in the bank and then I would have gotten interest on it, right? Why in the world did you bury it in the dirt? That makes no sense. So the kids and I were discussing how this parable relates to our gifts that the Lord has given us, right? There are things that we are born with that the Lord has put in us to use for his kingdom. And we can either be like the first one or the second one and allow the Lord to multiply it, to use it, to put it to use. Or we can be like the third and say, and eh, you know, I'm too afraid to use it. What if people laugh at me? Um, it'll never really go anywhere. And we can bury it in the dirt and end up one day standing before the Lord and him saying, what did you do? What did you do with my gift? And I, I do not want to have to stand there in front of him and say, oh, I buried it in the ground. Uh, because, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to mess anything up. So, you know, I didn't want, um, it to be a disappointment to me or I didn't want to be laughed at. So I just, you know, I just put it down there. Plus I was busy with other things going on. You know, I don't think that's going to be a good enough excuse. So we went around the table and we said, okay, so what do you feel like God, what gifts do you feel like God has put in you? And it was really interesting because a lot of the things that they said were things that Lee and I have been intentional about speaking into them. So things that we notice in them, it was interesting hearing that back because it was showing me that, hey, those watered seeds are now bearing fruit, saying things over and over again, like you're very joyful. You're going to, God's going to use that joy one day. You just make people laugh and, um, you know, people love to be around you or you're a really good dancer. God's going to use that one day. Things like that, that we've just spoken, giving that like gift with our words and encouraging and nourishing those seeds in them. Now I can see how it really took root in them and their understanding that these are things that God has given me and these are things that I'm good at um, that I can use for his glory. I may have to stop in just a second. I hear the, um, I hear the two-year-old crying. I, I sent her out with the older sister. We have uh, an 11-year-old as our oldest daughter. And so I said, why don't you sit for a few minutes? They were kind of waking up this morning. I said, why don't you sit for a few minutes? And she can watch a show. And you guys can relax together. We'll see how long that lasts. <laughs> but I hear her looking for me. Um, so... Uh, which, yeah, it just ended up being this beautiful conversation. And I realized, gosh, our words are so powerful. And that's a huge way that we can nourish these gifts in our children and really help them to see what maybe they don't see on their own, which is true of a lot of us, right? Sometimes we don't see the things that other people see in us. Um, and when someone else calls it out or someone else identifies it, it kind of sparks something in us like, oh, I didn't know that you thought that of me. So what about you? Do you wonder what God had in mind when he designed you or when he designed your children? I mean, think about it when he was creating you at the beginning of the world. What was he thinking about? What was he excited about going, oh, this is going to be fantastic. This is going to be used to change the world. Oh, I'm going to give her this so she can do these things. Um, maybe your, your kids are really gifted in music or they are just really good friend makers and they make people feel comfortable and they are very social. There are so many different ways we can be used by the Lord. It's important not to put it in a box because a lot of us have very different children, right? 
Uh, maybe you have a child with special needs. And so it's so important to ask the Lord, what is it? Like, what were you excited about when you created them? What are the things that you want to, what are the ways you want to use them? And what are the things that you put in them that are going to spark a change in their community, in, in their city, in their world? How are they going to be used for your kingdom? Because then you can start aligning with him and speaking over those things and helping them to see uh, how God created them. Of course, it's important to check your heart and make sure that you are not, uh, you know, just trying to make them fit into what you want them to be because it's very easy to do that, right? Like, oh, you, you'd be so good at this. You should do this. But I'm not, I'm not talking about that. And of course, you can encourage them in all kinds of things. But I'm talking about ask, like really getting a good idea of how the Lord wants to use them. And we will not know everything. That doesn't mean that we're going to know every way that they're going to be used. But we're going to start to see little things that we can encourage them, which then is going to spark their minds to find other things as well. So it's not that we're saying, this is your one gift and this is what you're going to be used in the rest of your life. We're just saying, hey, I'm noticing some things in you that you're really good at and that you seem to be really interested in. I think the Lord could really use you in these ways. So we can teach our kids how to live in a way that not only honors the Lord, but brings joy when we help them find their gifts and their passions. All can be used for his glory. And that's so true. It really does bring us joy when we do work within our gifts. Um, sometimes we think that doing things for the kingdom and can be draining or, you know, it's all sacrificial. And there will be that, right? There will be, not draining necessarily, but um, but sacrificial things where we step out maybe into things that we didn't desire for ourselves, but we're doing it because we're obeying the Lord. But there's also a joy in that because it's things that he put in your heart that you desire and that you enjoy. And so serving the kingdom does not have to look like, you know, showing up and just do getting through it and, you know, dragging your feet and, oh, okay, just have a good attitude about it. It can look like you working in the things that you love that really bring you joy and using those for the kingdom. So what do we know about God's design from scripture? Well, first we know that God has designed us for a purpose, right? That's very clear in scripture that we have a purpose, that the Lord has plans for us. The famous verse in Jeremiah about, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Oh, here, here comes the little one. Let's see if she will just sit nicely while I record. Um, and so we know that God has designed us for a purpose and all of our kids have a purpose, right? They weren't just created on accident. They weren't some kind of just being spoken into existence just to, can you sit nicely? Sit nicely. Okay. They weren't just some being spoke, spoken into existence just um, to walk around. No, they were created for a mission. And also we know that God wants to use our gifts. They are literally being wasted and we are being negligent uh, servants if we don't use them. So these, whatever it is that the Lord has planted in your heart could even be the gift of cooking great meals, right? Um, or hospitality, Maybe you're a decorator and you make homes beautiful and peaceful or you're an organizer and you help people, uh, you know, get rid of extra things so that they can have peace in their home. All those things can be used for the Lord. But if you look at the time that you spend 
um, really using those gifts versus what you spend doing other things, you realize like, wow, there's so much more potential here. Or maybe it's something you've put away for a while and haven't really thought about. That's a gift to be used, but it's, you know, it's just being wasted. If it's sitting in the corner collecting dust, it's not being multiplied, which is what happens when we start using that gift. Um, like for me, one of my gifts is uh, writing or teaching and encouraging other women. And when I use that gift, then it sparks things in other women and it starts to multiply, right? Like maybe it changes something in their home or in their life. And then so on and so forth, they pass it on to another friend and they pass it on to a friend. And pretty soon um, there has been an impact made because of the way the Lord used some of my gifts. And that's true with you too, but they don't multiply when they're just sitting uh, in the closet, right? First Peter 4.10 says this, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. And that is the ultimate goal is that the Lord is glorified through what we do. And the last thing is this, there's greater joy for the one who lives according to God's design for their life. Now, this doesn't mean that life will always go our way, but if we allow the Lord to use us in that season, we'll find joy there. So even when life doesn't go our way, we can still can find the Lord's joy there and we still can be used by him in our gifts and in our strengths. pray now together. Lord, thank you that you have designed each of us for a purpose. Thank you that you have also designed each of our children for a purpose. Thank you for the gifts that you've given them that you're going to use for your kingdom. Lord, would you help us to identify those gifts that we can speak life over them, that we can encourage our children to use those gifts for your glory. Help us to be like the servants who brought back an increased amount of what you've given them. Help us to not use our um, gifts for our own purposes or to leave them dormant in the, in the closets of our hearts, God. But help us to bring those forward as an offering to you, using it for your kingdom. We love you, Lord. We lift up your name in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.